Hello. Gosh, I can't even speak. Hello, it's time for another live look at the astrology. My name is Katie Sweetman, and this is your look at the astrology for March 6th through 12th, 2023. Uh, yeah, 2023. Jeez. Saturn is at the very last degree of Aquarius as I speak, and like my mind is like uh, kind of in two places at the same time. How are you all doing? Yes, we have a lot of astrology to talk about this week. We have Saturn finally going into Pisces starting tomorrow. We also have a full moon at the same time. So we've got like two big major events and something that I've been talking about over and over again. So there's a lot of stuff going on in March of 2023. We have Saturn going into Pisces and we also have Pluto going into Aquarius in a couple of weeks. Don't worry, we'll, we'll talk about that too. Mars will finally get out of uh, Gemini. It's been this sort of long slog through uh, Gemini since um, you know August of all times. So yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. Just to sort of you know reintroduce myself, because apparently you know by the way I was driving back from my father's place. If you saw me last week, yes, I was like in that you know kind of closet corner that you all see me in. So much better background um but it was it didn't mean i was doing some highway driving today my brain i guess is still like somewhere on i-95 so anyway my name is katie sweetman and i'm an astrologer and psychic medium here in the new york city area and every week we gather live to look at the astrology and something that you hear me say over and over again the astrology is 50 percent you are the other 50%. So how do we navigate these times? Because it is a little crunchy, a lot of heaviness going on. Um, and you know, will the Saturn make everything better when it goes into Pisces? I don't know. It'll just be different. It'll be different. And hopefully now that Saturn is getting out of what's called a square to Uranus, that we have, you know, like a little bit of a break from that really intense energy that we felt, especially in 2021 and 2022. But uh, yeah, so we're in this sort of liminal space today. Uh, you know, Saturn has finally reached the end of Aquarius. I, I almost said good riddance, but I, I, I'd be doing a disservice to myself by saying that because I think there's there was a really powerful lessons and powerful lessons, plural, with Saturn's time in Aquarius. And I think it's good for each and every one of us uh, to really integrate them and to integrate them well, because they, these are the lessons, these are the light bulbs, these are the realizations, these are the choices and the commitments that bring us into the next few years with Saturn and Pisces. These are, these are the things that people, that people that like, these are the things that things, these things can't be taken away from us, what I'm trying to say inarticulately. Wow. Um, anyway, yeah, I guess my brain's at 29 degrees of Aquarius too. Uh, but yeah, like, how are you all doing? How are you all feeling this sort of, we're on the edge of something? I, you know, wrote all about Saturn and Pisces. It's on my website, empoweringastrology.com. If you want a little bit of something to read and have some insights, and it was a lot to write on, you know, there's just a lot of writing uh, this weekend, getting you all prepared for Saturn and Pisces, because this is going to be one of the big uh, themes over the next few years. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. So if you are watching me live, do say hello. Let me know how you're doing, how you're feeling, where you're watching from. 
it's always nice to see where in the world everybody is located. It kind of warms my Sagittarius rising heart. And as I said earlier, I'm in the New York City areas. I'm just right across the river from New York City. So yeah, let's let's get into this week. You know, uh, we've been talking about this for a while now. And in fact, you know, I think I even started you know, giving you all breadcrumbs for Saturn and Pisces last year. And uh, because I was saying, hey, get ready, there's going to be a big time change. And you know me and I, and I talk about it, how much I love Saturn. And the reason I love Saturn, despite its heaviness and sometimes the heavy handed things that we have to learn with Saturn in a sign because it's it's very black and white about what it wants. Build, construct, put things back into balance, uh, do the work. You know, wherever Saturn is, that's the area of our life that we can't slack off on. But the flip side of it is that if we do the work, we really see, uh, you know, like the reward, not like in a sort of, oh, you know, I did my homework, Saturn, give me a reward. But it's just like, wow, look what I built. Look what I constructed. Look who I became. Look at the choices that I made over the past few years. And hopefully... Hopefully, we can feel good about those choices that we make, who we've become. I'm not saying it wasn't easy, um, especially because we had some pretty uh, difficult, um, certainly uh, astrology over the past few years that really wanted something to shift and transform. And in some cases, shift and, and transform um, that in places that we never thought w- would ever change. And that's been a little bit of the instability the past few years. The last time Saturn was in Pisces was 1994 through 1996, a very, certainly a very different time in my life. And that's sometimes, you know, for those that don't know that much of the ins and outs of astrology, Saturn takes 29 and a half years to go around the sun, which means it takes 29 and a half years to go through the entirety of the zodiac. Astrology is just about telling time. It's about telling time, symbolic time, metaphoric time, the energy of time, how we live time. And each and every one of you is going to live that time differently through the prism of your own astrology. But we also have the collective experience. This is why I can write about Scorpio or Gemini or Sagittarius and talk about a commonality or a common experience. And of course, you're all different people, but you're all kind of in that same time. So tomorrow, March 7th, the time changes. One of the, one of the hour hands or the, or the major hands on the astrology clock goes from Aquarius, where it's been since March 2020. Yes, yes, March of 2020. Um, it did uh, go out of Aquarius on July 1st, 2020. And then it went back into Aquarius on December 17th, 19th. Can't remember which one of 2020. Saturn typically spends about two and a half years to three years in a sign. The last time Saturn was in Aquarius was 1991 through 1993. It was you know, certainly from a te- technological standpoint, we saw a lot of big changes. 
with the internet at that time. You know, the internet went from something that was a little bit more obscure, a little bit more uh, connected to military technology, and then suddenly, maybe not suddenly, but people started to get online. It was pretty radical at the time. Um, but yeah, I didn't get my first email address until, uh, geez, uh, 1996. I still have my Hotmail address. Um, Anyway, long story short, yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a, sat, I have a hotmail address that's going to be going through a Saturn return, in um, in a couple of years. But anyway, so when Saturn was back in Aquarius in the 1960s, we saw a lot of social themes, social issues, social causes, social justice, um, civil rights. So we're starting to see some themes uh, as we get through our time in Saturn and Aquarius. Well, here we are, Saturn's in Pisces. Saturn's in Pisces again, 94 through 96, 64, uh, summer of 63 for a couple of months, um, 64, 65, 66. Um, and so, you know, of course, you can keep going back to affinity. Um, but it's sort of to see these different threads in history. And yes, if you were born during the mid-1960s or even the mid-1990s, you're going to be having something called a Saturn return. It's one of the most important moments of your life. No big deal. It's a whole other story for a whole other time. But anyway, yeah, so Saturn going into Pisces. Pisces is a very different sign then Aquarius. Aquarius is about our world. So, you know, both Capricorn and Aquarius, uh, they were ruled by Saturn. So they deal with our manifested world, both the manifested world that we can see, like you know, construction and buildings and, and, and even sort of like the, the physicality of our life and then the things that we can't see. Our laws, our systems, our networks, our society, our humanity, our communities. Um, and sort of the ideology that, you know, kind of run through these different systems. But when we get to Aquarius, we're going beyond so Aquarius. We go to Pisces. All right, we get to Pisces. We are going beyond the physical world. And I think sometimes it's hard to wrap our heads around. I think I sometimes get the most unsubscribes when I talk about Pisces and Neptune. Um, because we are in a very subjective place. It's not... Um, rational and analytical like it was with Saturn in Aquarius. It's now intuitive, feeling, subjective. Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. It forms the bridge between our physical life and our non-physical life. Doesn't matter what you believe in, but hopefully we all can agree that we dream that we close our eyes and we go someplace, even if there's no way to prove it. Yeah, you can't prove your dreams. You can hook yourself up to electrodes, you can prove that your brain is doing something, but you can't prove that the dream that you had, that you actually had it. So yeah, that's the thing about the subjectiveness of Pisces. And so we have to get into subject matter and feeling that is very personal to us. What do we believe in? You know, not not the beliefs of Sagittarius. And I'm mentioning Sagittarius because it's the sister sign of Pisces. These are two Jupiter ruled signs. A little technical moment for like me kind of nerd out on the astrology for a moment. If you look at the the zodiac, you have Sagittarius, Jupiter, and then it's two. Uh, Saturn ruled signs, Capricorn and Aquarius, and then you get Pisces. So you got Jupiter sort of, you know, or Saturn is the meat to Jupiter sandwich. Hopefully that made sense. But it sort of shows us that with Jupiter 
ruling Sagittarius, uh, it's faith and truth and meaning that we see in the world through our experiences in the world, um, whether it's to go to school, university, college, whether it's to read all the books that we can get our hands on, whether it's to educate ourselves in many different ways, whether it's to travel and to explore. But that belief, that knowledge comes from the external world when we're in Sagittarius. But when we're in Pisces, those beliefs and knowledge, it comes from within. And so each and every one of you in your own way over the next few years, you have to sort of get in touch with yourself. You have to look within. You have to start to contemplate, if you don't already, things that maybe are very spiritual and esoteric. Um, maybe you start meditating, or maybe you start to feel that sort of deeper existential question, like, what, what is this it? <laughs> you know, sometimes we can get into that. There are, there, there are two sides to Pisces, the highest of the high, which is almost like spiritual ecstasy, and also the lowest of the lows, which is that deep existential pain that sometimes um, goes hand in hand with addiction. So we have to look at the two sides of Pisces over the next few years, and we have to sort of investigate, search, um, go into the deepest parts of ourself. And if you believe in something beyond this world, the deepest parts of our soul. And it can be a very enriching time. And sort of the example, I think, was a couple of of these ago that I when I mentioned that you know I think it was '94 that I first read. Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss I was 14. And I was like, it read so much like truth to me. Um, and that was what was called my first Saturn opposition because I'm Saturn and Virgo. But anyway, yeah, so this, you know, I'm using that as a personal example because, you know, we're, we may start to look, whether it's to a book, whether it's to a different philosophy or a different faith, or we're searching for something over the next few years. And, and this is where it's subjective. Only you can find that answer. Of course, you can turn to other people, you could read a book, you can take a class, you can meet with a spiritual leader, you can find that spirituality within yourself. And so I was such a weird kid when I was a teenager. I, would, I read that book and then I got really into past life regression and hypnotherapy like as one does as a teenager. And I got like really on this like thread of reading all the books I could about reincarnation and past life and spirituality. Here we are 30 years later. Um, but yeah, that's where I kind of bring in that spiritual component to my astrology. And it was Saturn Aquarius when I first got into astrology. I first got my my first Saturn, um, not Saturn, my first uh, astrology program um, on, on a DOS computer, really dating myself. And so I think whether it is astrology, whether it's something else in your life, I think we're all trying to just figure things out the best we can. And, you know, maybe we, we learn to give each other grace over the next few years. Um, best case scenario, we get some, get some grace. But but like, again, Pisces is a very different energy. It's not an energy that we are unfamiliar with. We have had uh, Neptune in Pisces over the last 10 years. It went into Pisces in 2012, and it will be in Pisces until 2025, and I believe 2026, kind of the same uh, timeline as Uranus, if I'm not mistaken. But Neptune's a very subtle energy, and, it, and I think 
you know, for better or for worse, it's been opening us up to a lot of different things over the past 10 years. Um, maybe that's why everybody's now into astrology and crystals. Maybe, you know, everybody seems to be losing their minds too. But anyway, you know, what's, Pisces is not an energy that we're unfamiliar with. And, and Saturn is going to come in and then Saturn is an energy that we're very familiar with. It's very grounded. It's very practical. It wants to build and construct. But how do you build and construct something in a sign that is inherently not of this world? So it means that we're building something that we can't see. We're building something on faith. We're building something that we have to sort of get user intuition to feel out. Um, for some of us, we really build compassion or we build our, our, our empathy for example. And, and for some people, it is a look at the role of spirituality in their lives. And I don't mean religion when I say spirituality, because religion is, you know, somebody telling you it has to be this way. But spirituality is the beating heart of religion. It's like, it's not enough to read something in a book. You have to actually feel it yourself. And so that's maybe one of the things that Saturn and Pisces is saying to us over the next few years, you have to feel it yourself. And maybe that brings up some complicated emotions, some feelings about emptiness and searching for something, but it's hard to say. I mean, we can't completely use history as a, as a metric because the life, the world, um, very different than it was in uh, 1994 through 1996. Maybe we'll have really great music. Certainly there was great music in the mid-90s and even the mid-60s. Um, maybe you know, we'll kind of get into the artisticness and the sort of the flow of Pisces. Pisces loves to swim, loves to dance. Um, maybe we're all going, going to be aware of healing in a very different way. Um, because healing, you know, Pisces healing is a very different type of healing than Virgo. It's opposite sign. Um, and we will, you know, let's kind of put a little bookmark into Virgo because we're going to talk about that, that in a moment with the, the full moon in Virgo tomorrow also. A lot of things going on tomorrow. Um, but, um, you know, healing, like how do we learn to let go? And let go, that's, that's one thing when it's like a word or a phrase. It's like subtract. It's, it's another thing to actually truly let go. And letting go means to make peace with the things that maybe we shouldn't, on paper at least, make peace with. Rationally, analytically, how could I ever make peace with this? But we have to. I don't know. We don't have to do anything. Your life is your own. But maybe we'll be a little bit more at peace as a world if we find peace within. It's a tall order. Like I said, Pisces, it has the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. And I think on some very practical level, we have to reck reckon, you know, maybe that's a, that's a big word, but it is Saturn, reckon with where we numb out, where we choose not to see, where we pretend something doesn't exist, um, where we will spend a whole day just completely binging a show or using substance, no judgment. I'm just saying, I'm just speaking for Saturn for a moment. So yeah, big day. And um, you know, use Monday today, March 6th, to just kind of reflect um, on the past few years. I did that while I was driving up 95 today. I was like, all right, what are the positives and what are the negatives? 
what are the wins? And and something I was saying this to a friend of mine uh, not that long ago, it's like celebrate the wins because when we don't celebrate the victories, um, it's, I don't know, our, our life is poor, poor for it. So anyway, celebrate the victories. That's your homework today, uh, Monday, March 6th, and then we get into March 7th. Um, Tuesday. So before Saturn can get into Aquarius, so Jesus said it again, before Saturn can get into Pisces, like it's like learning to write the, the new date, like I'm so used to saying Saturn and Aquarius. So before Saturn can get into Pisces, we have a Virgo full moon tomorrow, March 7th. Um, it is at 7.40 a.m. Eastern, um, so it's kind of earlier in the day. And that full moon, Saturn's at 29 Aquarius. So it's very interesting, this full moon is in Virgo. Virgo is that very practical, grounded side to Pisces' very subjective, spiritual, liminal side. And, and I actually personally really love the dynamic between Pisces and Virgo. I, my notes are in Virgo Pisces. Um, but I love how Pisces can be very magical. It can have a lot of faith, um, so much faith. Um, but also we need to balance that out with Virgo. So it can't be so magical that we lose the practicality and we lose our, our touch with, with, with reality. Can't be so grounded and realistic that we lose the magic. So I think that that's something that we need to sort of feel into as we go into this full moon because we have the full moon in Virgo at 16 degrees and then we have Mercury, I think it's at seven degrees um, of Pisces. So we have this really uh, you know, dynamic energy with the ruler in the opposite sign of the full moon. And so it really gets into that Virgo Pisces dynamic. Like how do we have the courage to go beyond our physical world, but at the same time, how do we keep our feet on solid ground? How do we take care of our physical bodies? Virgo is a sign of health and wellness. It's also the sign of systems. I know that's like a kind of a big crunchy word, but Aquarius is about the big systems, our social systems, humanity, society, um, you know, getting things back and forth, um, the, the, the things that we believe in, um, ideology, information, Virgo is small systems. It's our day-to-day, -day, it's our routines, it's our structure, it's our duties and responsibilities. And I actually really love Virgo. I think it's a very underappreciated sign in astrology because it, it's not as glamorous as sometimes as the other signs, certainly not as glamorous as Pisces. So I think Virgo is going to be giving us a little bit of a reality check this week, sort of to get things done, take care of our physical being, take care of our physical health, get things organized. But at the same time, uh, Mercury is in Pisces. We have to you know, learn to trust our intuition, learn to trust our gut. If something doesn't feel right, you know, maybe, it does, maybe it isn't right, for example. It can't be so Virgo that we lose the fact that Sun, Neptune, Mercury are all in Pisces right now. This full moon uh, with Saturn at 29 degrees of Aquarius, it's kind of like that last big check-in with Saturn and Aquarius. Um, and maybe whatever decisions that we've been thinking about, we now have to take some practical action on it. The other thing is that the full moon makes a square to uh, Mars, Mars and Gemini. Uh, Mars, this has come next week. It's going to make a square, not a square, geez. Come next week, Mars is going to actually finally clear its retrograde shadow. 
and get past that 25 degree mark of Gemini, which is where it turned retrograde on October 30th. But I think Mars is trying to get us to take action, to do something around this full moon to make a decision. And maybe this decision takes us into Saturn's arrival in Pisces later in the day. Then we get into later this week, we have uh, Mercury coming up to a sextile with Uranus. That's on Saturday, the 11th of March. So maybe on Saturday, the 11th, we got you know, some insights, especially new insights with Saturn and Pisces. And then we get also a Venus uh, sextile Mars can be a little sexy. Uh, sextiles generally are a little bit quiet. You have to look for them a little bit. They can smooth things over. They can open up doors so maybe uh, things are a little bit um, more interesting uh, maybe uh, social or even a date or romance mars and, and venus typically like a little bit of romance in our life very unromantic jupiter makes a conjunction to chiron on uh the gosh the 12th of march and uh, jupiter and chiron will be at 14 degrees of aries and because jupiter rules pisces and pisces season and sort of the other half of this virgo full moon i think there's some element of needing to move forward on something to sort of take the leap take a leap of faith um maybe even to have the courage and bravery to go after what we desire for example so we've got some, again, big astrology this week. Um, yeah, I see some familiar faces in the chat. Thank you so much. Um, if you want uh, a couple of bigger dives into Saturn and Pisces, I did write my Saturn and Pisces um, overview report. It's on my website, empoweringastrology.com. Link is also in the show notes. And I did a sign-by-sign -sign look. If you want the big, deep dive, you know, I've been talking about it for a few weeks at this point. I did a three-hour webinar on Saturn and Pisces because it's really important to work with Saturn um, consciously and, and, and with awareness over the next few years because Saturn, for example, wants you to build your career. Isn't it good to actually be proactive? and do that or, or relationship or health and wellness, for example. But when we go through each of the 12 signs in a moment, you'll get your little uh, you know, insight into what is going on and where, where Saturn putting its focus over the next, uh, the next three years for, for you until 2025 and 2026 further also in my, uh, it's called Saturn and Pisces, the look within, um, I did put some dates, some key dates, the retrogrades. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. So something that's kind of curious, and, and we'll have to go and, and check in back in June um, when, you know, when, when we get to this point. Um, this year, Saturn gets only as far as seven degrees of Pisces, and it turns retrograde on June 17th. I find it very curious that um, at the time of this full moon, Mercury is at seven degrees of Pisces. So it may mean that there's something around this full moon, there's something about events or decisions that connect to Saturn's retrograde in just a few months time on June 17th. Okay, that's what I wanted to say. So let's look at the astrology for each of the 12 signs, just your Friendly reminder to listen for both. I know sometimes you get better information for your sun sign, better information for your rising. Just do what feels right for you. That's my very Piscean answer. Um, my astrologer answer is that it's both. You're going to see two different perspectives on your life, but 
that's just the way that I look at things. So anyway, let's start with, <clears throat> excuse me, let's start with Aries. So Aries, we've got, you know, we've been talking about this, sort of getting you ready for the fact that Saturn's arrival in Pisces marks the start of the end of this major cycle for you. One that began back in 1996-97 when Saturn was in your sign, Aries. But here we are, you know, Saturn's now reached the end of your personal zodiac. And when Saturn goes into the 12th, which is what this is, Saturn going into 12th sign, is this is a three-year chapter where you're sort of letting go of the past. You're starting to prepare to, to release things that you've been attached to, to sort through the memories, and sometimes even the physical things that you've been holding on to. And when I said to a client, it's like, hey, Saturn's in your 12th right now. You know, it's like, it's as if if you're cleaning out the boxes of the last 30 years and she's like I'm literally cleaning out the boxes of the last 30 years I'm about to move house so yeah sometimes it's literal but it's you know maybe the big question for you Aries is what is your baggage whether it's literal baggage or spiritual baggage or emotional baggage because when Saturn goes through the 12th we have to really divest ourselves we have to go through the baggage and be like you know what I don't need this in the next phase of my life. And I, you know, I'm gonna keep coming back to this point, but you wanna be very conscientious about what you're still holding on to when Saturn starts to go into Aries in 2025 and 2026. Because especially in 2026, February 14th, 2026, Saturn goes finally into Aries fully, and whatever is with you, it's with you. It's with you for the next cycle. So you can use this next few years very proactively. You can detach from things. You can let go of sufferings, addictions. Um, you know, the Pisces is the two fishes swimming in two different directions. And it's like, which way is your fish swimming? Is it swimming back home or is it swimming away? And so it's a very deeply spiritual, existential time over the next few years but it also can be a very beautiful time i mean it depends on your relationship with meditation retreat the search for faith the search for truth and meaning you know finding that deep inner wisdom within but you may feel aries in this kind of you have to sort of see how this fits with the rest of your astrology that you sort of have like one foot in in a, in a life and one foot sort of in another life you know you might feel kind of pulled into different places and, but you might also feel like something is, is sort of wrapping up and coming to an end. And I will also kind of pivot for a moment and go to your Mars. Mars is finally starting to get out of its retrograde shadow. That's more like next week. But you're going to see, you know, March is going to have some big changes for you. And this is just the start of it. Um, Taurus. So Taurus, Saturn is wrapping up uh, three years in your career sign. And, uh, you know, this has been a time when Saturn's been asking you, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And maybe you have an answer today. And you know, maybe you don't. I don't know. No pressure. But, you know, whatever you've built in, in your professional life over the next few years, it does take you into the next three you know, Saturn's time in Pisces for you turns your attention, I wouldn't say completely away from your professional life, but it, it is more uh, visionary for you. It's about like, where do we want to go? Like, what's, what, what, are the, what, are, what are our goals now? Maybe you spent the last few years really working hard, uh, taking the next step up in your professional life, standing in new positions, new positions of authority, for example. 
what next? And so I think, you know, especially with Pisces and Pisces being, you know, such a sign that's, you know, kind of keeps things close to the heart. You want to make sure that whatever you're, you're aligning yourself for the future is really, you know, in alignment with your heart and your soul. The next few years, kind of like the last three years, um, does put a lot of emphasis on friendship, community, social connections, or the groups that you are in, in alliance with, or sort of maybe sometimes that feeling like maybe you don't have friends, you maybe need to work on building, constructing, or even rebuilding your social circle. I know it's been a little bit hard the past few years for everybody's social circle, that said, you know, like it's is about looking towards the future, getting involved in your community uh, with Pisces. Maybe this might mean acts of service in your community, doing volunteering, for example. Um, Gemini. Gemini, so Saturn is wrapping up its time in what's called your ninth, and we've been talking about this in, in previous uh, videos together, and this has been a time about getting very clear about what you believe in, what you stand for, what you think is true, sort of the compass that you align your worldly life to, and sometimes that compass comes through philosophy, it comes through education, sometimes it comes through travel, and sometimes it comes even through religion for example. But Saturn going into Pisces this week, it's the start of a major hour for you, Gemini. You know, if you think back to it, and maybe you don't really realize this because you're not an astrologer, but a lot of the action actually has been happening in the other signs. It's been happening in the cardinal signs, and it's been happening in the uh, fixed signs. But with Saturn going into Pisces, now it's a lot about the mutable signs. And hey, you are a mutable sign, Gemini. Mutable signs, they talk about wisdom and knowledge and information and ideas. And that said, Saturn is going to go into what's called your 10th sign of career. And over the next few years, Gemini, you have to really get clear about what do you want to be when you grow up. Every Gemini is different, for example. Maybe you are two decades into a career and here comes Saturn. Saturn, you know, it's now your time to really uh, cement your reputation and authority in your professional life. For another Gemini, they're two decades into a career and Saturn goes into, uh, into Pisces and now they need to uh, reevaluate that career. Do they still wanna keep going in that direction? Do they need to actually shore up something that's not working or make a pivot point, for example, especially as we get into 2024 and five when the eclipses go into Pisces and Virgo, getting ahead of myself. Uh, that said, Saturn, if you don't have a sense of place in the world, and, and this is career, it's it's your profession, but it's also like that sense of, you know, you know, what do you what do you do in the world? You know, you know I'm not, I don't mean this in some sort of like sort of you know, modern capitalistic way. It's just we all have to have a role to play in the world, even if it's in in our small world. And you know, to the bar is set higher for you, Gemini, over the next few years. You have to really make sure that you're in absolute integrity with yourself, uh, integrity with your your words and your ideas, and really in the authority and the responsibility and the duties of what you do in the world. If you are in a different phase of life and you are not sure about the role that you want to play in the world, Saturn will happily uh, help you find that role. But you can really uh, look towards the next few years to, for professional milestones. And 
because becoming a parent is a career transit, or that's what we call it in astrology, a transit Saturn will be transiting your 10th, um, you know, maybe this is time to become a parent, to become a mother, a father, or whatever. So this is a time where you're going to really work hard for the next few years because Saturn is holding you up to a high bar. But when you get to the end of this time, hopefully you have a lot to show for it, Gemini. Cancer, I know you are one day away from leaving the eighth room. I've been saying it, you know, week in and week out. It's been an emotional gauntlet for you, Cancer. And I, and I say this in absolute, you know, respect. And, I, and I've spoken to you. You guys are my clients. You know, Cancer, Cancer Rising. And you all have had different times. Whether Saturn's time in the eighth really taught you emotional resiliency or it taught you to actually yourself and not be in the illusions because that's the thing when we don't do our work in the eighth when we get into the ninth that's where sometimes we can be in the illusion of life and like oh yeah everything's fine whatever. but for those that really dug deep within themselves now it's time to come out of that space and sort of saturn is saying to you okay what do you believe in what do you stand for what do you think is true after everything that you've been through the past few years, do you still have faith? And faith is not necessarily the faith of religion, but it's to, to kind of get into that, you know, what do I believe in? What, what do I stand for? You know, when, for example, when Saturn went through the eighth, for me, it nearly killed me. Um, but when it went into the ninth, I was like, that's when I started to get more into astrology on a different level, when I started to get into my spirituality but i also kind of started to um do the uh, not cement at that time but really start to build my own sense of personal philosophy and this is the philosophy that guides my work so here we are and so yeah figure out what you believe in and you know if you don't have faith you don't have truth you don't have meaning saturn is trying to get you to to look towards the world for that the next few years might be focused on education. For some, it is getting a higher degree or going back to school. For others, education can come in a lot of different ways. Maybe you are traveling more. Maybe you are going to different countries. You're looking at different cultures, different ways of thinking because you're trying to find truth. It doesn't have to be capital T truth, but it is truth nonetheless, because that sense of personal compass, philosophy, truth, that's going to actually serve you eventually when Saturn goes into your 10th in 2025 and 2026. Leo. Leo, so Saturn is getting out of your seventh. So it's been a little bit of a heavy time for Leo. And this is just because a lot of stuff's been happening with the fixed signs. And you are a fixed sign, Leo. But the past few years have been a major time to look at relationship and how you connect, interact, and socialize with people. And maybe you've had to really put yourself out there, for example. So what have you learned? It's important to at least reflect on Saturn's time since 2020 and, and what you've built and learned and, and sort of recalibrated and put back into balance with relationships. Because on one hand, Saturn loves relationships. It reminds us that we can't do life alone. On the other, Saturn doesn't like inequity. 
in relationships. And I don't mean transactional equity. It's not about money. It's not about I did this for you. You did this for me. No, it just doesn't like um, um, toxic relationships, for example, or a relationship where it's more giving than receiving and more receiving than giving, for example. It's, I think, worth mentioning relationships because Saturn's will now take you into the eighth. And the eighth is a very deep emotional space. It's relationships with no intimacy or just roommates. Not that it's not necessarily about sex per se, but the eighth is really leading you into that space of being very vulnerable, opening up, whether it is emotionally, whether it is like physically with another person. And the next few years are trying to get you to dig deep. It is important, and I've, I'm saying this to you, Leo, as you start to go with Saturn the eighth, to make sure you have a lot of structure and support as you go through this time, because it really depends from person to person. If they've done zero personal work, here comes Saturn the eighth, and Saturn saying, "Hey, I see that you've done zero personal work. I don't know therapy or maybe different modalities or are working in different ways, but regardless, you need to do the work. It is now inescapable." I don't know, maybe you can try to escape Saturn through the 8th, but that's really where it fuels the, let's say, the illusions of Saturn in the ninth, kind of getting ahead of myself. So what will the next few years be for you? It's hard to say everybody's differently. If you have a deep inner sense of self, it'll be very different than somebody has no depth inside of them. But Saturn will lead you into the deepest parts of yourself to discover something. And what you discover is what you bring with you when Saturn finally leaves this space in 2026. It is a time of emotional initiations, psychic initiations, um, again, doing the work, psychotherapy, um, different forms of counseling. Um, but it also, there is a money side to this time from a very traditional standpoint. And Saturn is also looking at debt. It's looking at wealth, estates, taxes, benefits. It's even looking at debt. I said debt, didn't I say debt? But this idea of, of power is, is also tied to money. And over the next few years, you need to make sure that your money situation is tip top because Saturn loves things to be just in order. That's, that's, that's your marketing orders, Leo. Um, Virgo. Hey, Virgo, you have a full moon in your, yeah, we, we haven't really been talking about the full moon. We've been talking about Saturn and, and, and Pisces, but, um, you know, Saturn sort of, sort of trumps what's going on right now with the, with the full moon. That said, because you are a Virgo, there is a full moon in your sign. So Virgo, you are in the spotlight this week. And, uh, you know, do keep in mind that the sun is over in Pisces and Pisces is something called your relationship sign. So it's a bit of a dynamic full moon, especially with Mercury, your planet over in Pisces, your relationship sign. So you're really feeling the tension and tension for some people is that you're actually in a, in a tension with somebody. It could be a primary relationship. For others, there's a dynamic energy, a push to make connection. Um, maybe relationships are very highlighted this week, for example. It's worth mentioning that Saturn going into Pisces, Pisces, wherever it is, um, is opening up a three-year chapter that's focused on relationships. And so Saturn is starting to take, say to you, and again, this is going to be different for every, every Virgo out there, it's time to take relationships seriously. Saturn reminds us, actually Saturn loves relationships, but Saturn reminds us that we can't do life alone. But 
Virgo, being Virgo, is really good at caretaking. It's really good at doing things for everybody. You're so good at it, Virgo, but that's the thing about Saturn going into Pisces. It's starting to say to you, you can't overdo it. You can't try to take on everything yourself. Um, so how do you start to put some equity and balance back into your relationships? For other Virgos, this is the start of a time of serious relationship, whether it means getting into a serious relationship or really focusing on committed partnership in your life that comes in a lot of different forms for people. But again, Saturn is like, who is going to be that person, persons, plural, for you? You know, when I think about Saturn the 7th, it reminds me when I go to the doctor's office and, they t and you fill out the intake form, they tell you to put an emergency contact and you're like, shoot, I'm single. My, my parents are dead. I'm in a different state. I've got nobody. And so Saturn is like time to build connection. Libra. Libra. So Venus, let's just kind of check quickly in with Venus, your planet. It's over in the seventh of relationships. I had that beautiful conjunction to Jupiter last week, but there was a little bit of a bittersweet quality. And maybe you are feeling that bittersweet quality this week because Venus has been the same place as the sky as Chiron. So pay attention to the subtext that's happening in relationship subtext. Um, you know, I was talking to a client uh, last week and there was this kind of question about like moving and buying a house with her boyfriend. And she was kind of like, oh, I don't know about a house. Da, da, da. And I was like, it's not about the house. <laughs> And sometimes it's not about what you think it is. So if there's an argument with a, with, in a relationship or something else um, between you and another person, maybe it's about something else. That's Chiron. Chiron kind of shows you what's underneath. That said, uh, Saturn going to Pisces. So it's going into something called your sixth sign of health and wellness. And over the next few years, you need to really take care of your physical being. This means different things to different Libras. Um, if you are a Libra, Libra rising, who just does not take care of themselves, here comes Saturn. And Saturn's like, what are you doing? Your physical body is like literally one of the most important things that you have. Um, let's make sure that we can kind of get things back into order. Just remember, Saturn just wants order and balance. For other Libras or Libra Risings, it's time to, to make some positive changes in health and wellness, maybe making changes in diet, fitness, nutrition, whatever works best for your body. But do keep in mind that we are both physical beings and we are non-physical beings. And that full moon in Virgo, for example, on the same day that Saturn goes into Pisces is a reminder that we are both physical and spiritual and we have physical health and we have spiritual health. And how do you find the balance between the two? Maybe you're stressed out. Maybe you need to meditate more. Saturn going into Pisces, it's also, yes, it's about physical health, but it's about creating rituals, practice, craft, getting very grounded, which seems a little bit antithetical, you know, because Pisces is not typically a very grounded sign. But how do you bring Pisces into your day-to-day -day life? Again, by creating rituals, daily practices, mindfulness, for example, eating certain foods, you know, connecting to the things that you're eating, you know, making health almost like a spiritual practice, for example. I don't know, maybe doing yoga, Pilates, whatever, whatever works to kind of get you back into your physical being. But that's gonna be like the main focus the next few years. And I'm just saying that I'm putting my traditional hat my traditional astrology hat on for a moment if there is an underlying physical issue you want to be proactive about this time because saturn typically will bring something to the forefront i'm just 
saying this to say this. Of course, that doesn't you know mean you. For example, if you're a pack a day smoker, here comes Saturn, and Saturn's like, what are you doing? Why are you smoking? You know, pack of cigarettes a day. So Saturn kind of wants purity and cleanliness um, in this part of our chart um, when it goes through it. So you just sort of see uh, how this manifests for you. Scorpio, aren't aren't you glad um, that Saturn is getting out of your fourth? Um, it's you know, and here comes Pluto. It's no, we'll talk about that later this month. So Saturn has been saying to you the past couple of years, where is home and who is home? And maybe it would be nice to say that you have a neat and tidy answer today. I, I don't know. Maybe you are, are closer to that answer than you were last week, and certainly two years ago, three years ago. Um, that said, Saturn going into your fifth. So. This is I'm trying to make a little bit of a, a bigger point. You know, life, life needs life. Life needs fun. It needs passion. It needs joy. And I know you're thinking like, no duh, but you're a Scorpio, and sometimes you like to do it a little hardcore. But the astrology reminds us that we need to make sure that our lives have fuel and that joy and pleasure and creativity and self-expression are some of the fuel for our sort of day-to-day -day life. Over the next few years, you are prioritizing yourself. You're prioritizing fun. You're prioritizing creativity. Sounds great, doesn't it? You also need to take yourself and take your talent seriously. Do keep in mind, talents are not just art. It's not just, you know, we always think that word and we think of somebody who is like a prodigy, for example. Talent comes in a lot of different ways. It is an expression of the things that make you, you. Really look into the things that only you can do. I'm pretty sure there's something that only you can do. There's only one you on this planet. So over the, over the next few years, you need to really get back to the inner flame. That's the esoteric meaning of this time in your life because that flame is what you put into everything. For example, for some Scorpios, it may mean um, not just like putting this into like making something, it's making a child. And, and Saturn going through this part of the chart can often, for, for those for whom this is relevant, it can mean the birth of a child, for example. For example. Um, but that said, you know, who are you, Scorpio? And I'm pretty sure that you're all thinking, well, I'm this name. This is the name on my papers. But who you are is not the name on your papers, not the name on your driver's license. It's not the name on your birth certificate. It is what is inside of you. And if that statement seems like an undiscovered country, well, then here comes Saturn and Pisces. And to get into the things that really get you to discover who exactly you are, but also to focus on your talents, gifts, and abilities, whatever they are, and to really get clear about your identity. Sagittarius. So Saturn's arrival in Pisces is actually the start of a major time for you. And I, and I said this to Gemini, your, your opposite sign, um, and I'll say it to you. This A lot of the astrology has been happening elsewhere the past few years. And it's not to say that you haven't been feeling it, Sagittarius or Sagittarius rising, but it's been happening um, primarily in the fixed signs and also by extension in the cardinal signs, especially if we go back to uh, uh, da, 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 earlier uh, in the last decade, Pluto and Capricorn. But here comes Saturn. And so now Saturn is going through the bottom of what's called your chart. And it's about focusing on home and family and roots and foundation. And over the next few years, you're going to have to answer a few simple questions. 
where is home and who is home. There is both the physicality of home, but there is also the emotionality, even the spirituality of home. Where do you belong? And sometimes, you know, Saturn's time through this part of the chart, it's not a physical move. It's an internal move. It's really kind of accepting this life, a little bit of an esoteric point, accepting this life and allowing yourself to fully come in more deeply. But I, on a pragmatic level, Saturn going through this part of the chart, maybe over the next few years, you'll make a major move. Maybe you will buy a house. Maybe you will move in with a partner. Maybe you will get married. I'm using kind of like these more traditional mile, you know, milestones because Saturn typically talks about the big, the bigger traditional, whatever that means to you, milestones of life. But it is about settling down. And you could be like, you know, in your 60s or 70s, like what are you talking about settling down? But, you know, really kind of coming into your life more deeply and if you are older like what was going on in 90 you know 94 95 and 96 when saturn was last in this time uh last in this space for example but uh, it is about home and family roots and foundation the past memory parents maybe your parents are going to need more of your attention if they're older um, or you're becoming a parent or somebody is moving into your household or somebody is moving out of your household um capricorn so big news capricorn your planet gosh my dog's like coughing up uh big news capricorn your planet saturn goes into cap into pisces and so this is kind of wrapping up that three-year phase of saturn and aquarius where you really focused on your material life getting your material you know kind of making investments or getting um your sort of your money situation shored up and then it's very different with saturn going to pisces and it's very likely you're going to feel the difference because the past six years, you know, whether it's Saturn and Capricorn or Saturn and Pisces or Saturn and Aquarius, it's been very like analytical or rational or like the things that you can kind of know for sure. But in Pisces, it's feeling based, it's intuition. And over the next few years, you need to take your voice seriously, whether it's the, the words that come out of your mouth or your ability to, to transmit yourself through your words, whether it's to really become an authority of everything that you have to say. There's a high bar of accountability regardless. Hey, you're a Capricorn. You should know what I'm talking about. When Capricorn goes through a science and now the high bar of accountability is through your choices, your words, how you think and listen and learn the next few years are really focused on education for example and for some capricorns you are actually teaching you're becoming the teacher but if you start to really feel uh, more emotional especially as saturn goes into pisces don't be surprised and it's a time when you have to sort of really get in touch with your intuition and start to build that connection if you don't have it already Aquarius, I know Saturn is finally leaving. I know I've had a few Aquariuses that are my father too, because my father's an Aquarius, who's like, yeah, I'm looking forward to Saturn getting to Pisces. And I'm like, dad, but then Pluto goes into Aquarius. Okay, we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. So Saturn is leaving Aquarius. It's been a little bit of a heavy time for you the past few years, and now it goes into Pisces. A bit of a different energy. Over the next few years, you may feel life through a more emotional lens, whether it's emotions, whether it's intuition, whether these feelings around compassion and peace or sensitivity. But then Saturn is also in something called your second sign of money and income. And over the next couple of years, you need to really start to build your material life, which seems a little bit at odds because Pisces is such an immaterial sign. 
Whatever you are sort of building your material life around, it has to align with your spiritual values, has to align with your spirituality, whatever that may mean. And you know, maybe you're not a very material person, but you have a physical body, you need a roof over your head, you need to make sure you have food. And yes, this is the next few years to really take care of those basics in life. And so for some Aquariuses, you are investing, you're, you're buying a property, or for some Aquariuses, you're really working hard to earn more or to really build your income, for example. For some Aquariuses, you need to sort of look at your relationship with money. Maybe it's been very complicated up until this point, for example. Saturn just wants this area to be tip top. That's just how it works. And, you know, um, everybody is different, but the idea is that, you know, your material life, whatever, whatever value you have around that looks different in 2025 and 2026 than it does now. Doesn't mean that you can't make money. Sometimes there's a reputation for Saturn going through this space where it's harder to make a living. If you feel resistance, it's because Saturn is trying to get you to push harder or Saturn is trying to get you to recalibrate, or Saturn is trying to get you to look more deeply at your relationship with value and worth and even self-worth. Finally, Pisces. So you are now the bell of the ball. It's your, it's your birthday season. Um, Saturn is going into your sign. And what does this even mean, Pisces? So Saturn in your sciences over the next few years you have to learn to be more self-reliant you have to stand on your own two feet um it, it's like you can't you know rely on anybody else it's not that you could be in a 30-year marriage or partnership for example but it's more about you now and this is going to mean different things to different pisces and and maybe you are great at leadership or maybe you need to work on your leadership skills for example Saturn really makes you feel the weight of time, uh, maturity, responsibility. This is a period of maturation for you. It depends, you know, it doesn't matter what time or what phase of life you're in, for example. But it's a little bit of a heavy influence the next few years. And so here's my advice. And it's going to be a little bit different if you're Pisces Sun versus Pisces Rising. But for both, you know, you know, to kind of quote Liz Green and, and um Saturn, a new look at the old devil. It's like, make a friend of Saturn. Saturn wants you to be the mentor, the leader, the authority. And if that's a role that's a little bit foreign to you, well, how do you start to step into it? Do you coach Little League? Do you volunteer? Do you teach? Do you know, how do you start to step up in your life? For example, do you become a parent? For example, sometimes when Saturn goes through uh, the, 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 the the rising sign or the uh, sun sign, we be, become a parent for the first time. But it's you're going to have a lot of weight of responsibility on your shoulders in the next few years. And so the work, Pisces, for you is to not let it you know kind of weigh you down too much, for example. A little bit of a side point to make, you know, Jupiter, did, Jupiter went through Pisces in 2021 and 2022. And maybe Jupiter was planting some seeds the past couple of years, and now Pisces, not Pisces, Saturn is here to make them real. And that's the thing. Saturn's job is to make things real. And I'm just going to put my traditional astrology hat on for a moment, um, because if you are Pisces sun, Saturn will be in the sign of your sun. The sun is a point of vitality in the chart. So you want to, over the next few years, protect your vitality, take your vitamins, uh, wear your sun hat, um, 
you know, eat your vegetables, you know, whatever you need to do to really ensure your health and wellness when Saturn is in the sign. Again, I'm just saying this from a traditional perspective. But for all of you, the idea is that by 2025, 2026, you have really worked to become Saturn. You are now the mentor. You're now the authority. You're now the leader. Whatever that role may mean for your life. But uh, there you go. That's your look at the astrology of March 6th through 12th, 2023. Like I said, big moves in March, starting with Saturn's arrival in Pisces. You can get my three-hour webinar. It's on my website, empoweringastrology.com. The link is also in the show notes. You can sign up for my newsletter. I do put a newsletter out first thing on Monday morning if you want an advanced look at the week or, or even like uh, information about events that are coming up. Um, also, follow me online, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, all, all the things. But um, it's lovely to see you all again. I'm glad I got my brain out of whatever gear it was when we first started talking because I was not able to like get it to move. But um, I look forward to, let's say, seeing you all next week and let's say debriefing from, uh, you know, what are our first uh, takeaways from Saturn's arrival in Pisces. So enjoy the full moon, enjoy Saturn in Pisces, um, and I will see you all next week. Take care. Bye-bye.